This episode of the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast is brought to you by Tropical Plumber from Rocco's Modern Life. Hey, Heifer. How can we unclog our toilet quickly and inexpensively? Good question, Rocco. Maybe we should try New Tropical Plumber. Not available at any retail store near you. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. From Nickelodeon Studios in Burbank, California, this is the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Hector Navarro. As you all know, I am a huge fan of animation, but what you may not know is that I'm a huge fan of comedy, too. And our guest today is somebody who is killing the game at both. You know her voice from Cat Dog, The Legend of Korra, Adventure Time, Bravest Warriors, BoJack Horseman, and so, so many other shows. As a comedian, she is one of the most unique and brilliant voices, both literally and figuratively. She has her own TV series called Lady Dynamite, and she is also refreshingly candid about her personal history as well. So here we go with Maria Bamford. How are you, Maria? I'm very good, Hector. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is a full circle. I started out as a receptionist at Nickelodeon, working for Apple One in Glendale. If you still want to work there, call up, uh, set up an appointment, take the tests, and then you can work in a studio of some sort. Uh, <laughs> sort of the background. Uh, you, you're a cast member, but it's it's the the less seen part of the show. <laughs> and um, I started working as a receptionist, and then uh, yeah, it was so lovely that I said, "I can I work here full time?" And they said. Well, maybe. <laughs> and then I I was hired full-time, and I worked here for a year. Wow. And I worked at the old studios, 4040 Violent, mm-hmm. um, when it was kind of a, it was like more of an office building shack, um, <laughs> thatched roofs, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that can't be. As opposed to this incredible studio space that it is today, it's so creative and colorful. And yes. when I try to describe to people, like, walking around here, what a... What a thrill it is for me. I, you know, I grew up on Nickelodeon, and I walk around, and it just feels like, yeah, this is the place where Nickelodeon is because it is so like, it's just oh, c- c- action figures and dolls and toys and posters and colors and yeah, sensory right. overload, sensory yeah, overload. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very um, bright and yeah. <laughs> and like a like a a world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I worked there, and they were making Rocco's Modern Life, yeah. and. Um, uh, they had just started producing Cat Dog, and mm-hmm. I, I worked it for about a year, and then I, <laughs> um, I was voted voted employee of the month. What? Yes, <laughs> and then in that same week, fired. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's great. What a nice, what a nice letdown. I think. What a nice, it you know, was a good, you know, balance, it was kind yeah. of perfect. Um, and I, I think what happened is that I I was not a um, I was not a go getter. I did not want to be a, a long term administrative person. Right. And so I also made a little film 
uh, with one of my coworkers, a mm-hmm. co-secretary, mm-hmm. about killing off all the Nickelodeon executives instead of. <laughs> and it was a light, it's a light-hearted romp. Um, but I, I wonder if that had been part of it. Anyways, they were very. <laughs> Uh, kind. They gave us a month's salary and were told to go on our way. But then I got hired to do Cat Dog, a voice on Cat Dog. Peter Hannon, who had offices, said, "Hey, why don't you come in and audition for uh, characters?" And the, he gave me the role of Shriek. Yeah. And he's remained a, a friend ever since. This That's a very awesome. kind man. Oh, dog! I can't go on like this. What's the matter, my little poodly pie? Why must we hide our love? I want to tell the world. Tell the world what? <gasps> What's going on here? None of your beeswax, but I'll tell you anyway. I love Dog and he loves me. Got it? Was that your first experience doing a voice for an animated project? Yes. What was that like? Well, it's... I don't think there's anything uh, easier or more delightful. <laughs> uh, you just go in and you do the funny... You do the thing... Uh, Watching a cat is a dog who hangs around with a cat. I'm all, I'm still not good at enunciating. I hope that <laughs> made sense. Um, but you do what it is, and then they have you do it maybe a few times, and then you go to the soda machine if you're <laughs> here at this new place, and, or they get the two different kinds of coffee. They have strong coffee, yeah, and then just regular coffee, yeah. Maybe there's a free bagel lying around or some older scrambled, scrambled eggs from the morning crew. Yeah. And, uh... I think we've got some food right outside. Oh, uh, oh. oh no, I checked it out. Okay, great. I took a look-see. Cat dog. Cat dog. Alone in the world was a little cat dog. I was going to say, Maria, you mentioned that it is the most easy and delightful job, but I feel like not maybe 99.99% of the Earth's population can do what you do. You have these incredible voices. You have this amazing comedic timing. So although it's very easy for you, I just want to give a disclaimer to anybody <laughs> listening. Like, you got to be Maria Bamford level to be oh. to, to have it be easy for you. So. Well, well it, I appreciate that. But, but, but I also think I'm, I'm also the... I also want to be supportive to people out there. That yes. you can do whatever you set your mind to, oh, turtles. Absolutely. Dream a little dream. You you make you make your own stuff. Absolutely, that's a great thing. I just am so it's a golden age of mm-hmm. creativity where you can make whatever you want and then put it out there and find an audience for it, and it is, um, it's just so exciting and yeah. inspiring. No excuses, people. No excuses, right? Mm-hmm. Your motto, I believe. There is no gatekeeper. You're the gatekeeper. Okay, am I right? Your <laughs> Why motto. aren't you letting yourself in? Can you talk a little about some of your creative influences in comedy or anything growing up? What were some of the things that you were really attracted to? I love Steve Martin. We'd listen to Steve Martin over and over again. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, his first album we listened to on a tape in the car over and over again. When you say we, is it your family? My is entire it? family, That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I don't know if my mom was laughing, but my <laughs> but we all laughed and we, list, we would watch... Saturday Night Live. Yeah, every it was so exciting to stay up for that, and I don't know if I had wanted to be on that show. Of course, I, I realized once I moved out here, mm-hmm. and I I went through the Groundlings program, which is kind of a feeding school for for SNL. Absolutely, and I didn't I didn't realize again how much work goes into it. Like those, that is a heavy schedule, and um, 
tons of pressure. And uh, so, <laughs> so I went almost through the entire Ground Link program, and then I was like, oh, this is just going to get, it's just going to be more. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and people were working so hard during that, and I was like, oh, I think, and I also, I wasn't as good as working with others. Like, yeah. I just got uh, very, uh I, I'm not very good at standing up for my what my own opinion is <laughs> or acquiescing to any um, other thing. Like, I like to be either led completely, you know, yeah. or, <laughs> or be an individual and run for the hills. <laughs> and so at, that, at least at that point of maturity in my life, I, I just was like, oh, I, I think I'll just focus on stand up and and let go of my, my SNL dream. Yeah. Um, and just enjoy SNL because it is a wonderful show. It's great. <laughs> I want to ask you too, because speaking about your parents, um, you have a incredible special, a stand-up special that is now available on Netflix. Everybody yes, can watch it on Netflix. Yes. It's um, the Maria Bamford, uh, the special, special, special. And uh, I wanted to ask, where did the idea for that come from? In case people don't know, you recorded this at your home. And your audience consisted of your mom and dad. My mom and dad. <laughs> and the idea was part was sort of that, that DIY but slash sloth. Like, <laughs> what do I have the energy and the willingness to do? I would love to, you know, put this material out there. Um, who do I want to spend time with? Right. I would love, I love my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wayne Fetterman on the keyboard. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Jackie Cation to open. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And um, who? And how far do I want to leave my bedroom? <laughs> and uh, those elements together created a special. And it's funny because it was I made uh, earned more money from it than I've <laughs> from any special <laughs> I've ever done. And that's uh, you know wonderful, but. Um, but yeah, it was such a, I, I was so grateful for the experience. And I like the idea that those are truly the people, at least for me, when I think of wanting to make laugh, yeah. are so, and are the people who, I, yeah, I love laughing with and and have brought me so much joy in life. So it's like, yeah, that, that, those are the people I've always wanted to impress anyways, and yeah. never, on some level, never succeed in yeah. <laughs> I think some of the funniest moments of the special are what your mom and dad are uh, not laughing as hard at. I think it's so funny. (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, stand-up has always been very comfortable for me uh, just as a, it it is the sense of control, even of course you have no control at all. Absolutely. Uh, But it's this yeah this uh fantasy of control and so it's like you get to plan something and and perform it and and it also feels very safe like people go oh no it's terrifying it's like no it's actually quite safe like you're not there's rarely any interaction and if there is interaction it's normally positive and if it's if it is negative um and especially now, you can really avoid, and I don't know, I think some comics might disagree with this, mm-hmm. um, avoid any audiences <laughs> who might really dislike your stuff. <laughs> it's uh, just with the internet, you know, you can go really create your own crowds so you don't have to do a late show Friday yeah. for people who do not know what they've come to see yeah. and then are very disappointed at yeah. two drinks in and they're like, 
this is my weekend. Yeah. And I've got to sit through, you know, sitting in a squish chair, you know, while I'm not feeling very good or kind of woozy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's somebody whose point of view I don't respect. Yeah. <laughs> That's where heckling comes in. <laughs> That's exactly it. What a, what a compassionate way to look at hecklers. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel for them. It's yeah. just like, oh, I'm so sorry. What yeah. a what a disappointment. You know, I wish we had all been given a heads up that we were bo- we both were going to be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of us would have avoided coming. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like it's more you know DIY now in terms of stand up, or do you think that? It's um, it might be more difficult with all the different sort of avenues and everything. I don't. I mean, I think it, it, life is suffering. Can we all agree? <laughs> um, no, there, there's always there's great things and bad things for yeah. everything. So I think think there are so many more opportunities, but of course that means there are so much more competition or right. perceived competition. I mean, I think you can. Um, but some of that is is that real and also i i know that um my friend Jackie Cation and I talk about it. She's mm-hmm. a comic that we've known each other for twenty years. So of funny, like, Jackie's you know, great. Oh, yeah, she's lovely. But she's a it has a great podcast called Dork Forest Radio, where she talks about people and their obsessions. <laughs> and we all get to do we all get to do certain things like that that others don't get to do. Like yeah. um, uh, she gets to do very well in front of audiences that I don't do well in front of. And, <laughs> <laughs> Um, we've had that experience many times. We've gone on the road, and I've said, "Hey, I think you you got a headline tonight." Cause, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and, and these people are. I want them to have a nice night. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask, where did this? Where do you think that your work ethic and your attitudes about, you know, how much you want to put into your work? Where did that come from? Did that did that develop at a young age? You grew up in Minnesota. Did it come from there? Um, well, I think it's, in the current moment, it comes inspired by other people. I mean, people really work very hard uh, out out here and in show business, like, in general. Like, my friend Jackie is a perfect example of that. Like, people who are famous are very, uh, very successful in the arts. You know, sometimes, oh, well, they just were lucky. It's like, oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. If you ever meet that person... They are on it. Yeah. Like they are hustling and uh, r- really working at the craft. I mean, I've, I've some of Pat Oswalt, who's <clears throat> one of my mentors, and or Sarah Silverman or Janine Garofalo. Like they are do beautiful work, and y- you know why they're famous. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, they are working very hard. So, um, yeah, I just I, I haven't had that experience of going. So somebody's got it easy. Yeah, they just <laughs> show up, and you know, it's yeah. so easy for them. I just I, I have not seen that. Let's talk a little bit about your your surprisingly extensive. Uh, animation voiceover work. I mean, we just we mentioned earlier that you started on Cat Dog, and it seems like since then you've pretty consistently, you know, you do voices here and there. You do a lot of like um, 
Uh, multiple voice, like additional voices for a specific cartoon. You know, you're on Adventure Time. Uh, you did Word Girl. You've been on Kung Fu Panda here on Nickelodeon. Uh, you have done uh, the Adventures of Puss in Boots. Yeah. You did BoJack Horseman, Axe Cop, Clarence, Legend of Korra was a great. It was a great dramatic role. It was fantastic. Uh, you did Back at the Barnyard and the Barnyard Movie. Uh, hey Arnold. I want to ask: Did you ever aspire to be a voice actor? Is this something like like what are your feelings about it? Well, I mean, in terms of serendipity, and if you've read The Artist Way, um, I think, you know, as a kid, I love cartoons. Yeah. I did. I would watch them, and I have this written agreement that I said, um, if I ever had kids, I would sit and watch cartoons with my kids for, uh-huh. from 6 a.m. until 12 p.m., whatever time the cartoons were on. And I had my mom sign it because <laughs> she would never do that with me. And I was like, please watch cartoons with me. And... Uh, so I remember that, and I don't remember doing voices along with them, but yeah. I, I, I love cartoons, and um, I love the Super Friends, where Aquaman, him talking to yeah. all the animals. Yeah. And, Telepathically, uh, that's right, that woo 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 sound effect. And then I do, uh, and I like Schoolhouse Rock, and I, I remember really enjoying those. And, and it's weird, like, I remember... Being so excited to wake up yeah. and the that the cartoons would be on. Yeah. Um <laughs> that was fun. I can see you reaching in your memory so hard. You're like I squinting know, and you're like you're, you're checking the files back there. I yeah. know, checking the files <laughs> and the, my neural pathways are going slack with disuse. But I and I think I, I did do some voices, uh I remember a commercial I would mimic Pearl Drops, it's a mm, it's a great feeling uh, for Pearl Drops tooth polish. But then I, <laughs> and I remember that my voice was not, uh, there weren't positive uh, reinforcement of my own <laughs> voice. I, in Girl Scouts, I think somebody told me to stop talking like a baby. Mm, mm, okay. Um, and now I guess I'm an old baby. <laughs> Now you make money off of it, so yeah. yeah. Pow, pow. Pow. Oh, she's so hot. What have they got that I don't got? <gasps> A dress. That's what. It's funny. I went. I went to lunch with Kristen's shawl once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like we're both ordering, and the waiter's just like, "Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> I got to have this." I think you have this. Oh, goodness. <laughs> My Caesar salad, not chicken. But I, I, I guess I'm so grateful to, to have uh, found this type of work. Yeah. Because it's um, it's it's good for introverts, too. Because you, you don't have, it's not in, not in front of a billion people. Yeah, we talked about this on this show even before that there's a there's a level of anonymity that you get because mm-hmm. it's an animated face yes. and it's not your face, you know. So you do, do you do you find that it gives you more freedom? I really enjoy that. I love um and I love it when we when we everyone can perform together. Yeah. That's super fun. What has the fan reaction been like from I know we talked about it right before we started of your animation work have you done any sort of like conventions or any sort of you know a, a little bit yeah. um I'm I don't think I'm in, as charming in public um <laughs> disagree I disagree I don't, that's right kind of you <laughs> I just I, I've been to animation conventions and yeah 
just watch some people. Uh, Tom Kinney, of course, is one who are just so fast and quick on their feet, yes. as well as uh, being able to know so much about animation history yeah. and, and all the animation that's going on. So I, f- I, f- I feel like I'm not as big a draw. <laughs> <laughs> like, Maria, what about episode two of the, oh, no, she doesn't know. <laughs> How embarrassing. Um have you had any interactions with like kids and parents and parents who say, "Oh, she does this voice," and then you do you know do it for a kid? Oh, and the kid is just terrified. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the kid is just always just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. At least that's been my experience of like, why is that old woman doing like? <laughs> that's so funny. Like, uh, like my nieces and nephews, and every time I try to read something with voices, they're yeah. like, "No, <laughs> no, what? No." <laughs> I would love that. Are you kidding? That would be so awesome. Oh my gosh! I don't know. I I think, um, I, I don't know. I think it it is confuse. It could be confusing yeah. to kids. I, I or at least that's my experience. But also, I'm not. Again, I'm not very good with kids. I don't know if I've said that before, but um, I'm saying it again. I'm saying it for the first time. For the first time, I'm not super. I don't always know what to say to kids. But my nieces, they're usually in charge. If we're ever left alone, I always go. What what should we do, you guys? <laughs> oh well, TT. Right now we're supposed to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Maria, do you have a uh, project that is related to animation, like a dream project that you would love to do a voice for? Something that you haven't had a chance to do yet? Well, I I would love to do something about mental health and kids. Yeah. Like, I just, I think that would be fun. I had a lot of, at the by the age of like 10, and that was part of the reason I, f- I think I watched a lot of animation and a lot of TV in general, yeah. was as a calming. It was very uh, comforting to me. I started to have um, some uh, OCD symptoms, I think around 9 or 10, mm-hmm. um, that were very upsetting to me and and now i think there's just so much more knowledge yeah. about those things uh and an acceptance and and treatment and help um but i i, I would love to do something like that where normalized uh a kid having um having fears and anxieties and there probably is already a show like that out there right yeah. <laughs> right now as i speak yeah. <laughs> uh but i i i think that would be really a meaningful uh, thing to me uh, uh, to have have something like that, like the film uh, done with um, had all the emotions in it. Inside Out. Inside yeah. Out was a lovely uh, movie about Absolutely. all the. And I think it was a really big deal for a company like that, like Pixar, mm-hmm. to make a movie about even emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a great step in that sort of direction about talking about emotions and and mental health and and to be able to package that stuff for kids, which yeah. is just so not really done. Yeah, and I think. I mean, not to really get dark, Nickelodeon, <laughs> but you know there is isolation in our society um, and and pressure on kids to become something or achieve something, yeah. you know, a fame or some. And you know, I feel it obviously. I'm in show business, so yeah. it's like I think that spoke to me as a kid of like, oh. I'll be in a play or be in entertainment, and yeah. if it helps for people to talk about it for yeah. a show, show to 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 have those themes, then then that's that's wonderful. 
us a little bit about Lady Dynamite. Oh, yes. It's a loosely based show about uh, my experience. I had a sort of a mental breakdown in 2011, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, it's kind of the experience of going towards this goal of, oh, I'm you know, I'm finally going to make my living from show business and things are going great. And at the same time, I was feeling worse and worse and worse. And um, then what happened and then I, I couldn't work for about a year. And then what happens afterwards, which I guess is today, which is uh, trying to uh, slow down, uh, not have as many gigs. I don't, uh, I don't tour international anymore um, because I... I think that that affected my brain health, yeah. and um, and and then also allowing other things that help mental health, having more relationships, yeah. finding um, I now am married, um, have my beloved hub, yeah, my hubby, which <laughs> I think in the past um, I don't know if it was mental health or illness or whatever, but sort of that idea of like when I'm perfect. Yes. I'll meet somebody and right. then they'll be perfect and we'll be perfect together. And it's like, no, don't wait for it. Yeah. Just um it's okay to be to love someone, allow yourself be loved and to love someone yeah. and just now and not uh wait for some spectacular moment yeah. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> I love that. Don't wait for it. I love that. You can apply that to literally everything yeah, in life. That's yeah. so great. I want to say one last thing before we before we wrap up uh, that I love that you are involved in the world of animation because to me I see animation as something that is so positive and that helps so many people especially young people even if they might not even know it you know yeah. we've heard so many stories of kids that if they've had happy childhoods cartoons were there and yeah. if they've had difficult Terrible, childhoods yeah. cartoons were there and there yeah. were that escape so if it hasn't happened yet i have a feeling that uh people are going to be coming up to you and they're going to say thank you so much for your work for being a part of shows like adventure time and legend of Korra, because that's what those cartoons did for me growing up and right. i think that that's awesome and it's like, i feel like it's kind of similar to what you have you know taken uh, and done with your career in stand-up and a lot of people outside looking in they see stand-up as something that can be so difficult and so negative and very cynical and you know but you have made it to um to make it into, turn it into a very positive thing and you've surrounded yourself with great people and and you've done a wonderful thing with it so i just wanted to say Heck. i'm glad you're in oh maria oh, no god little guys so well, much so loving it's all that's it's another love. thing about show business too yeah. show business is so loving i mean i know that it's a, you know, there can be some ghosting going on. Of course, mm -hmm. you, we all disappear and never call each other again. Yeah. <laughs> but in the moment, you know, like people are very, yeah. you know, well, like we all are uh, caring and loving because there's a lot of um, artists and stuff. Anyways, that's that's my pitch for Los Angeles. Because sometimes people say Los Angeles is shallow. Yeah. I think it's just there's too far to drive to see people again. Yeah. <laughs> It's, no, it's like, I love you, and I gots to go. Yeah. It is a 50-minute drive back to Absolutely. Venice. i got to finish my book on tape, and <laughs> yeah, i gotta, exactly. I got to go attend to my garden. But I love you right here, but right. now i got to take off. Yeah, <laughs> That's so great. So, Maria, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so much for this having me. This was a pleasure, oh. and you're the best. Thank you. Thank you, Hector. 
I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with the lovely and so talented Maria Bamford. Do yourself a favor and check her out whenever she's performing in a comedy club or she's in a movie or a TV show, uh, especially in one of the many cartoons that she voices. There is no one like Maria Bamford. Trust me. You can also do yourself a favor and check out nickanimationpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts for more episodes and tons of bonus content like photos of Maria and yours truly here at the studio. Please spread the word about our podcast to friends and family and fans. Thanks to the awesome crew who puts this podcast together. This podcast is produced by Jonathan Highlander, Dana Vasquez Eberhardt, Kelly Smith, Andrew Hubner. Original music by Useful Creatures. All of the incredible social media for our podcast is made by Narbe Manassians, Greg Nix. And thanks to the man who works at controls and makes me sound better than I have a right to, Manny Grava. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Nickelodeon Animation Podcast and keep watching cartoons. 